When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. All right, this has absolutely nothing to do with money, but I was just listening to the local weather forecast on uh, News Radio 1097.7 in Seattle, and uh, it said they, they said currently 51 and sunny in Seattle. Do you know what it's currently? It's currently 51 and sunny in Central Florida. Oh, that is weird for man. you guys. That is a heat wave. For us, we're putting on winter clothes. <laughs> Veritable heat wave for the great Northwest. It's just and, cold here. And today, uh, I hate to say this, but uh, today our local uh, football collective is playing in uh, California where it's going to be pouring rain and 50 degrees. So it's kind of a swap of Ooh, something going on here. So anyway. Yeah. That just sounds miserable. Oh, Been there, done miserable. that just a yeah, few you, days ago. You do so, it as yeah. a referee for fun. <laughs> I know. I know. Hey, I'm trying to hey, I'm in my sixties, and I love to run around a field in the rain when it's really, in really cold. Shorts too, no in less. Shorts. Yeah, so. I mean, just drenched to the skin, just drenched. And this is fun for you, huh? <laughs> I, well, I didn't say I didn't need a mental health exam I'm of some kind. You, might be, we need sense. to okay. get this man some help. The man that we need to help, his name is Tom. The man who says he needs to be helped, well, his name is Don. And they both do a show called Talking Real Money. I'm speaking of myself in the third person. What the heck is wrong with me? Uh, welcome to that program, radio and podcast program. And today we're going to spend a little time talk, spend a little time talking about a little bit of money. Some of the things you do that you should do. And some of the things, you, more of the things you do that you shouldn't be doing. Now, we have talked in the past. We've tried to um, encourage you to make smart moves when it comes to money. But, you know, after watching the Madoff special, we know you don't. And then we hear about all these other things. And, you know, the, the George Santos Ponzi scheme. Can he get Good in any Lord. more trouble? Um, no. And, and then we, we read a we read religiously Jason Zweig in the Wall Street Journal. So this is the Jason Zweig part of the episode, and he wrote, and others, by the way, others, yeah. of course. He no. wrote a great piece about some of these alternative investments that you have been turning to to get a higher, safer return on your money. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to kind of where we are in the world today, sort of they're calling it the death of cheap money, right? I mean, money was so inexpensive that you put it in stocks, eh, you're going to make money, bonds not so much, but hey, we got these other things. And it's astonishing when you read the numbers, Don, basically a trillion dollars has gone into Regulation D private offering. Reg now, D. what's a Reg D private offering? Yeah. 
because people don't know. You tell me. It is <laughs> it is it's a private placement type of deal that can only be sold to qualified investors, but to accredited qualify, investors. Accredited. But you you know these yeah. days the numbers are so small that almost yeah. everybody is is uh, is in that pool. But the problem with these things is and this is we've talked about. Tom even has one. Just not happy with him. The, they're illiquid, and they don't. You don't know what they're worth. Yeah, I'm not doing it to make a lot of money. I'm doing it for other reasons. I know. You're, but you're yeah, doing they, it for social they, good. There you go. No, no, I'm trying to trying to clean up my act when it comes to the environment, and this right. is part of that. But and and to Jason's point, these are often, in his words, dreck. dreck. Uh, they can end up worthless. I love that. You don't hear that often. Uh, worthless. Egregious conflicts of interest are rife among those selling them. And here's what they offer, of course, the hope of higher returns because the the cost of capital for these people is higher, right? So you should make more. The problem is you exactly pointed out the biggest problem. There's a lack of liquidity. The commissions and other fees can exceed exceed 10%. The disclosures from minimal at best and conflicts of interest abound. It turns out that some of these offerings – the people selling them, well, they oftentimes are on the board of directors of the things that they're selling. I mean, is that a slight oh, conflict? I oh, mean, slight is a gigantic conflict. And, they and should, you know, we've hmm. said this for a long time. Do you need something more than stocks, bonds, and real estate? Do you really? I mean, if you look at history now, I know recent history hasn't been very good for, you know, no, really you, but two Tommy, of the you're three. missing the point. You, you don't need it. Nobody needs this. They're being sold this. That is the big problem. You are being sold things you shouldn't be buying because you believe that people don't lie to you. Let me tell you, they lie. Well, when 10% is on the plate, right? right. Come on, that's a lot of money, 10% commission. You give commission. them 100 grand, they take home 10 of your money. That is incentive to not tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help them God. And again, if you look back over the longer term, and we'll talk about this in this hour, a properly diversified portfolio with some riskier things in it, some less risky things in it has made a very fine return for a long period of time. So, you know, we're going to tell you you don't need alternative investments anyway. You certainly don't need this nonsense that is going to end up when well, there's some specific stories he's got in here about people that put a million dollars in and can't get their money back. And it's just messy, 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 messy. So another good good lesson for what you need in your portfolio and what you do not need in your portfolio. And uh, the... The problem is, though, a well-diversified portfolio makes money, but it sometimes takes time, and we're incredibly impatient. And that's when you open yourself up to being ripped off, when you get impatient with your really good investments or when you're just trying to make a killing. You just figure you're better than everybody else, and you're going to have a better investment than everybody else, and boy, is that a problem. And or when you're hearing it over and over and over again, bonds are been torpedoed this last year. Stocks lost money. I got to do something different here, Don, because I'm not making any money. Well, you might not be today, but to do something like this, you might not be for a very long period of time. Well, That's I have the, the solution for that. Just stop listening to, watching, or reading any, any of the financial media with one exception. Just one exception. Yeah. One. Okay. You know what that one is? Yeah. Bloomberg? No. 
It's not Bloomberg. Wall Street Journal? No. Mm-mm. Nope. Don't read that. CNBC? Nope. Don't don't watch them or listen to them on the radio. Mm-mm. Nope. What do we got? Got talking real money. Ah. You know okay. why? And- we just do that. We talk real money all the time. And and we we we're not lying. Okay? You may disagree with us sometimes, as as we're going to find a little later on. But uh <laughs> But we're not going to lie to you. Um, we, we may exaggerate. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Well, how are you? Good to have you with us. Thank you so much for tuning into our radio show or listening to our podcast on the internet. I'm Don McDonald. Tom Cox over there. You're there. We appreciate you being there. And our phone number is 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. That's how Charles got here. He called. Hi, Charles. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Thanks, Charles. What's up? I am. Um... So I, I I have a quick question, but I'd also beforehand like to say I talked to Tom a second time um, in the last, I think the first time was like a month, month and a half ago, a second time yesterday, and he followed up in an email today. And I was going to ask him, but I thought it would be uh, fun. I was going to ask him an email, but I thought it would be fun to, to call in and let people know that Tom is a very nice guy. I don't know. Oh, I don't Wait, don't tell people. Person. Charles um, is a very nice guy. No, Charles, he's tr- we're trying he's no, he's not. That was all put on. <laughs> Thanks, Charles. I appreciate it. <laughs> he's also as you he, <laughs> He's also as you said, not tried to sell me anything even though when I talked to him yesterday, I kind of asked to be sold something, but he's like, "No, I'll help you anyway." So, <laughs> You know, I really appreciate you guys. Oh, I really all do. All right. Now, hold My on again. Is, hold on again, Charles. I got to interrupt because, right, Tom, are you trying to I ruin the business? Like what What are you doing? This is it, man. We're over. We're finished, yeah, apparently. Yeah, trying Sorry. to ruin the business. Sell on the, when the second, when they call a second time. You know, it's only the first time. You don't have to sell them on the second call. I see. Second time second I'm into call. some of the yeah, alternative yeah, stuff, yeah, some of the exactly. red D stuff. We yeah, can make no, some real money on. Yeah, no, indexed annuities, dude. Ah! All right, Charles. That's Sundays. That's not Saturday. What's your question? <laughs> so I front loaded my seventy five hundred dollar uh, Ross IRA. Right now, it's all in the money market, and I was curious with the market being low. This is why I called in actually instead of the email because I thought maybe others could benefit from this question too. With the market market being low, should I still dollar cost average in, or do you think it would be okay to just uh, with the market being this low, just to go ahead and invest it all this month? Dude, you should be investing all of it. I mean, for a couple of reasons. First of all, the market does have in, and I know recently it hasn't, but it has a general upward trend. Number two, we know that so the exposure over the long haul is what you're after. You want to be exposed to those things. And here's the third part. Nobody knows what's coming next. So you got to get invested in your, and I, because I know your case, you're a young guy. You should be invested. I mean, if you were, 70 and you're gonna use the money soon then maybe but otherwise no you should just be putting the money into the portfolio now and here's the thing charles we like we only like dollar cost averaging because it's how most people earn the money that they invest 
If you Touché. already have a large chunk of money, we do not believe in dollar cost averaging it because of that upward bias in the market. You, it, The only reason you should dollar cost average is so that you make regular investments out of your income stream that is usually paid on a monthly or you know bi-weekly basis. Otherwise, if you have a chunk of money like you have sitting there right now, get it the heck in. And so, and thank you, by the way, for your kind comment. I did recommend to Charles for his Roths uh, to go ahead and just put in the AVGE, One Fund, Global Diversification, and a tilt to small and to value. It's a great, terrific uh, new, relatively new exchange-traded Yeah, fund. but what's its history? What's its history? Oh, it's history. Uh, well, you know, 15 it have, minutes of... It's only been around for, like, that, what, about a year? 12 minutes. I, the thing is, it, but it's the I'm style in which point. it invests has been around for a very, very, very long time. So it doesn't matter that the fund track record is short. It's how the money is invested. That track record has been around forever. And yeah, that's the point. That is the point. You don't need a track record of a fund when that fund invests in certain asset classes or indexes. Because they're just buying those asset classes or indexes that fit their qualification. Therefore, you have the history of those investments through those asset classes or indexes, which is an, another reason. Well, we have so many reasons that, that indexes are great. Low cost, massive diversification, no guesswork, no game playing, none of that. But, you know, many years ago, Tom, Many, many years ago, when indexing first started, which actually started with Wells Fargo Bank, who knew they had a great mm -hmm. idea? Uh, they did back then. It about ended a year later. But didn't da didn't uh, David Booth work for them or something? Or I think, He did, yeah, yeah. He was involved in all of that at the beginning. And then yeah. it was popularized by Jack Bogle at Vanguard with his Index 500 fund. But back in the 70s, when these were starting, there was a company uh, that – researched investments called the, the Lutold Group, and they, oh, they claimed that investments like this, indexing, were, were un-American. They were socialist. They, they, they were actually, communist. There's an ad you can go, I think you can type it in online. You can type in mutual funds un-American. There's an ad that shows Uncle Sam, I think, pouring coffee on the, it's something like that. I mean, it's like, it was un-American thing to do. And that, the irony of that is now, uh, our friend Brett Ahrens wrote a piece that talks about the. <laughs> they call it, I think they called it new somewhere. This new, new portfolio yeah, that Lou told. Well, up actually, with he called, the headline was "This Crazy Retirement Portfolio That's it. Has yeah, Just yeah. Beaten Wall Street for Fifty Years." Now, what is just this marvelous, crazy portfolio? Yeah, uh, let's go through this. Let's pull it apart a little bit. It has large U.S. companies. It has small U.S. companies. It has value companies. It has international companies. It has REITs in it. It has treasuries in it. And, okay, which we love all that stuff. And then they add in commodities and gold, which I'm not a fan of. But it's a diversified portfolio. You keep it at a low cost. And guess what? It lost less than the S&P 500 last year. It's done better than the S&P 500 going back to 1973. Shockingly, this sounds a lot like, Something we've been talking about for about 30 years. Yeah. Diversified, I, low cost, this, widely. This, you know, is, hmm. this is from the same people who called indexing un-American. And yet this is a portfolio of index funds. And and it's from the Lutold Group. Yeah. these the, the 
it is very strange. It's ironic. It is. The it's world just, is turned or something. It, or, you know, and the world, crazy. but, the, but the, the good news is, and this is, there's a lesson in this for, for you. That is, there is no trick to this. Yeah, even, exactly. Even when finally this group that believed in in magical powers of investment uh, managers come, they come to this conclusion. That tells you that this business of actively managing money is it, it's passing. It's going away. It'll die slowly because there's too much money being made by the managers. They're not going to give up that money without a fight. But, and I'll hope I'll just hope that those active managed funds become like dinosaurs and eventually are energy that we can use in our cars. I doubt that, but they are going away like the dinosaur. Well, every year, year over year, the money goes from those active strategies to the passive or index strategies every oh, single year. And speaking of dinosaurs, I'm reading a great book. It's called The Last Days of the Dinosaurs. Did you know that almost every dinosaur on the planet died within 24 hours of every other dinosaur on the planet? It was like that. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And if you would like to join us here on our little get-together, you can call us for free. It's really easy. And that number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Kristen, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. Um, my question is about possibly having maybe too much in savings, like 12 months of expenses, of living expenses in a savings account. Um, it is a savings account with Amex, so there's three and a half or 3.3% there. So should my husband and I continue keeping 12 months um, in our savings account, or should we purchase IRAs and um, get some AVGE with it, or should we purchase some I-bonds? Well, that's a lot, a lot of, of questions. Stuff. I mean, so how secure do you believe your employment is, I guess? I mean, that would be one thing. Mm-hmm. Very secure. We, we definitely feel secure with our employment. Then you're probably six months, months worth of, of uh, emergency expenses. Just in case something happens short term uh, where you won't have enough income, you know, a, a short term disability where your disability policy only covers part of your income, something like that. And then the other part between the I bonds, which you cannot purchase in a qualified account, you can you can buy them after tax. I would then fund my you know pre tax or Roths before I got into buying I bonds, which I know are still paying six and a half percent. My friend Don McDonald reminds me of that pretty much every day. Uh so but bad. I would do those things first, and then and then do the I bonds after that. But I'm, I agree with Don. I think six months of an emergency fund then finance retirement, and then after that, do the I-bonds. Yeah, because remember, any of those assets that aren't in a 401k or an IRA, the other taxable assets that you have, they can also come into play if the emergency is extended. And we also have one other wonderful thing that our ancestors did not have when they would get into a financial dilemma. We have credit cards. They... They are actually an emergency, an, an emergency backup well, plan. And there's some, I just happened to look at this the other day. There's some great, I think Citibank now has a 0% card for like 
18 months or something. So you could actually run out and buy a, a boat card. with a credit card. <laughs> yeah. And then not pay them for a long time and then pay it off. So there's some deals. Uh, so no, I think those are at 12 months. That's a lot of money sitting around, not really making much. 3%. Yeah. It's better than it's been, but yeah, it's great. I would, I would do the other change. Thanks, Kristen. We appreciate the call. And Randy, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. Uh, I got a, I've got thirty grand in the bank. I'm was waiting to put it on down payment on a house, but I'm in no hurry for a house. I could be sitting on it for six months to a year or more. Um, just wondering if there's a better place I could keep it that I could still have access to it when the time comes and collect a better, better return on it. High yield savings. Yeah, or 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 cryptocurrency, one of the two. Oh, no, probably. high yield no. savings. I'm kidding about the crypto. Yeah, you just simply it, here's what I would do. I'd go to bankrate.com, click on savings. Don's doing it right now, and I think I saw Basque Bank, no, not the Spanish Basque, but B A S K, that was still doing like four percent or something. Yeah, and uh, uh, bread savings, which used to be Synchrony, I think they changed their yeah, name okay, to bread. Sure. They're called bread Makes now. sense, because you go bread there and savings. buy bread. Yeah, uh, sure. They're oh, paying yeah. four, because I just put some money into an account with them last week. Yeah, I would still do something like that. I wouldn't do any anything beyond that. I wouldn't do a bond fund, because those could lose principal. And if you did turn around, find the right place you're going to buy, and then, boom, you could be down like last year. So, but, you know, 4% on thirty grand. That uh, that's not anything to sneeze at that's some pretty pretty we're significant talking return. can i say it real money real money yeah okay sorry thus the name boy are we clever <sighs> really worked hard on that one yeah, yeah. we did we we, we busted our uh, brains on that <laughs> you know uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no we was brains we busted brains. okay can't say that All right, i want to i want to give yeah. out that phone number though 855-935-TALK uh, call us during the show because we're here every Saturday from 3 to 5 Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific. You can call any Saturday and talk to us live, but you can also just call any time and leave your question. 855-935-8255, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are always here for you. I'm Don. That's Tom. We'll be back. Tom and Don are talking real money. We're talking real money. And our number, again, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And as we said, that's a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week number, so you can do like this person did and call the question in in the middle of the night, whenever, just like anytime. I just have to hit the right button to start it. See, I, I, I just... I just, where is my mouse? Where's my pointer? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to. I'd bail you out here, but you know you don't deserve it, so I'm not going. No, to. I definitely <laughs> don't deserve it. Um, and uh, while you're doing that, then let me mention nope. something. Okay, uh, I got nope. it. Now. Ready to go? Yeah. Okay, okay, sure. <laughs> just wait, and it'll work. I swear. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, I've got a question about. Um, I've got a 401k with my work that's through Emeritus and I have a separate Roth IRA, and my wife has a Roth IRA that we're transferring over to Vanguard from a uh, financial planner. Um, The Roth IRA that I currently have is invested 50-50 into uh, VTSAX and VTIAX. 
Um, and my Meritas account is uh, four Vanguard funds, um, value index, growth index, small cap, and international. And I was wondering uh, when we transfer my wife's uh, IRA over to Vanguard and or should we choose a different um, manager like Schwab or Fidelity to uh, to diversify it a little bit instead of going all through Vanguard. Um, we have about 20 years left uh, to retirement. Um, our risk tolerance is pretty high um, and we're putting anywhere we're we're fully funding IRAs and we're fully funding 401ks at this time too so uh any help with those questions would be great thanks guys yeah that's a great question okay so first of all just to dispel this aspect of sort of putting all your eggs in vanguard's basket no problem with that the the, By putting I all- can't guarantee nothing would ever happen to Vanguard, but what are they like six trillion dollars now? And I mean, it, it, so just to have all your money there, that that part is okay. There's really, there's really, I could say no worry, but very, 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 very little worry about having it all there, or having it all at Schwab, or having it all at Fidelity. These are major custodians, so that's not an issue. Then to your portfolio development, um, if you're fully contributing to your 401k. That would be the, and obviously you can put more money there than you could put it into an uh, IRA or Roth IRA. You got to make sure that that is properly allocated first, then look at the Vanguard money because it's not going to be as much. So without looking at the funds available there, it's hard to give you advice. But the Vanguard funds you have picked, while the two fund approach I'm comfortable with, when you start to get into the growth and value and some in international, it's fine, but it's not the way I would do it. It just makes it more complex. And so to keep it simple, for example, at our website, talkingrealmoney.com, uh, three funds at three, uh, 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 three custodians, I think it is, you can go there and we'll show you how to build the portfolio. I don't like kind of the separation between value and growth and all the rest of it. I think that just makes it more, it makes it more difficult to rebalance to kind of keep track of things. I'd rather see you have either two funds, one U S one international and one bond fund, something like That's that, three. or even That's one three. fund. That was three. I, uh, pardon me. <laughs> not, well, I'm not good at adding. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, but math, simpler, not your strong suit, simpler, okay. <laughs> simpler than, than having four funds that way. I just think it makes it harder. And I don't know why you would do that. And, and, Again, without even looking at the Vanguard Value Fund, which I'm sure is a good fund. I'm sure it's relatively low cost. It just well, wouldn't be the way index, I would do that. So, yeah, no, these are all indexed. Yeah, I get that yeah, part. Yeah. So that's good. So, all does right. that make sense? Does to me. We can't ask him because okay. that was recorded. So. Ah, okay. So those are things th- th- to pay attention to. But again, I want to try and get rid of this aspect of you know because it comes up it's just one of those things don't put all your eggs in one basket well that's true if you put it all in apple stock that's what yeah see that's what that or your company yeah that's what the saying means don't put all your eggs in one company in one stock in one asset class even necessarily you know you don't or Or one one actively managed fund or yeah kathy wood i mean he's down still 65 i'm telling you okay i don't make predictions very often but she doubled down on Tesla. Now, that just doesn't sound like the smartest move in the world because 
Tesla was used to be the only game in the electric vehicle uh, arena. It was it, it yeah. was the only one. Really, if you wanted an electric car, you bought from Tesla. Nobody else. Okay, Nissan made the Leaf, which went twelve miles before it ran out of electricity. I know I had one. Twelve miles. Well, by the time that battery was getting old, it was like. Okay, we can go to the grocery anyway, can store. Can I get a hook that's up it. here? That's all. I'm going to walk home. Uh, uh, that's one point, but the other on Tesla is the price of the shares went, I mean, I don't know, it was a $1,000 increase in a few years. It was absolutely nuts. So you're buying something that has gone up rather appreciably in the last just five years. I mean, it's the run-up was huge. I hate buying things after they've gone up that much because – Otherwise, you're going to get rid of the trees and keep on growing right to the sky, right? It's well, risky for absolutely. me. Absolutely. And and here's the thing. I mean, like, and, and this is off the tr- the track, but Tesla's market cap is $386 billion. Okay? Ford's market cap. Half of that? No. <laughs> no. How big? No. 51. Oh, my 51. gosh. Almost. one. Wait, let's let's less add, than twenty percent of let's it. Let's add to that just for fun. Now, what are the? Yeah. There's another company in the U.S. that makes a, a lot of cars. Mm, uh, oh, General Motors. G. Yeah, Wait, uh-huh. what's General How Motors' much? market cap? I have no idea. Fifty-one no idea. billion. <laughs> yeah, and that that should be a guide to some extent, right? I mean, well, they've been slow to a, to move into the future. I think you could safely say that, but they are. But but wait, let's add in Nissan. At twelve billion, now that's three car companies that aren't even worth half what half half right, what yeah. Tesla's so, worth. Hmm. If I was a speculator, I've got to tell you, I'd be on the short, I'd be on the short, short end of that stick. Yeah. I really would. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do me a favor, grab your latest investment statements if you know where they are. How many do you have? A lot? How many different investments are in each statement? A bunch? Do you own individual stocks, bonds, sector funds, and stuff you don't understand? Yeah, I thought so. I'm Don McDonald, and I'm pretty sure you have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, it's not terminal and can be cured. But it takes three things. A bit of time, some fiduciary guidance, and a plan. There's a problem, though. Most financial advisors can't or won't provide any of those. That's where we come in. Tom and I will provide you the help you need to overcome hodgepodgeitis in a free, no-obligation meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. So scan or take a picture of all those pages you gathered, then go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and set up a free appointment online or by phone when it's convenient for you. Let us sort through the mess and help you get started on a better, simpler future plan. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. We are so obsessed with taking your questions and answering your questions. We don't just take them. No, no, no. We answer them too. And we're so obsessed with that that we even take your questions another way. You can go to TalkingRealMoney.com and click right here on the contact form. I'm going to do it with you. TalkingRealMoney.com. Click on where it says contact. Right Not there. answering your question, by the way. And and then you type in your question or you can, on the left-hand side, there's a little button that says ask us a question, ask Talking Real Money and to do it, you can record it with your computer mic. Or you can type it in 
and Tom gets a lot of the the typed in ones. I don't get them anymore. They took them away from me. So Tom gets them, and I think he has. They say, they say they get, getting old is about what they take away from you. So in yeah, this case, I pretty I think much everything. Apply. This is from a, a, a Scranton, Pennsylvania residence. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, the office. That's where we're yeah, not not that Scranton resident. This is from Ryan of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Well, wasn't he? Didn't he work for Dunder Mifflin, Ryan? Yeah, there was a Ryan who worked for Dunder Mifflin. There was, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he said, "I just discovered your podcast. Learned a ton from you. Thank you." In one episode, you, episode you mentioned the three funds at three groups article, which is great, but you don't mention the percentages you recommend in each fund. We don't. That's on purpose. Yeah. So he says, uh, I recognize this may vary from person to person, but where's a good starting place for a person in their mid-40s with a strong tolerance for risk? You know, I I should put that in there. When we redo the site, I'm going to make sure that gets put in there. Because we should have said, to determine the uh, the proper amount, go and take the risk quiz. R-I-S-Q-U-I-Z. Risk quiz. Take the risk quiz. And, and that will that help will you tell determine. you that will tell you what your yeah. stock bond ratio is. And then your US international ratio should be based on the current global marketplace. And what is it right you now? You could use 60 40 and be okay. Yeah, it's about 60% in the US. It's about 57 Yeah, that's 43, right. value like of that. the companies. Yeah. Yep. There you go. So, and, and back to your point, Ryan, and the question should always be how much, what rate of return you're trying to make and how much volatility you're willing to accept to get that. Because people come in all the time and look at the, some of the data that we show and they say, I'll just take the return of the market for the last 53 yeah. years, Give me that which is return. a lot. And then I say, okay, so you, you're happy to see your million dollar portfolio be $510,000 in a year. Oh God, no. That's what you're signing up for. So the right. trade-offs need to be there. People need to pay attention to that. But in your mid-40s, you shouldn't have very much in bonds, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20%, maybe, because they're just not going to make again, you as much money. But again, it really needs to be based on your risk tolerance. Take that risk quiz. It's free, and it will tell you where you should be. Now, of course, you can tweak that based on your personal preferences. It's not like I must do this, but at least it's a starting point. And most of us don't have a starting point. We don't have a clue what the risk yeah, of, I agree. of these portfolios is. Rule of thumb, 100% in a global equity portfolio, worst case historically, has been a loss of about half. Yeah, which is there are a few people that can take that, but not many. And then it goes down That's by between five and ten percent per ten percent change to nine. So the 10, more bonds 80, 20, you add, yeah. fix and yeah, mm -hmm. and so that's the th considering thing. And I think you're still at what seventy thirty, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm at, I'm still at eighty twenty. So yeah. no, I think I'm still seventy thirty. Well, the reason I'm at seventy thirty is well because I get it. When I take the risk quiz, it tells me that's where I actually I'm more eighty twenty ish, because I so I'm being a little more conservative than I would comfortably be, uh, because I one I I'm older, but two I get it. I just forty years in this business, almost wow thirty five years. You get it. You start to get it. You go, okay, yeah, it's done this before. Been I there, still would like there, to give that. you one more test with that, with the electrodes this time, just what? to see if you still have the risk tolerance. I do. I still have it. 
I know because okay. I yeah Push. no I, uh, I I I waterboard myself during those sessions. I just drink big, 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 you big bottles of water. Um, not funny, not funny. Okay, can I mention bottles. one other thing quickly? What? No. Okay, you I want to mention. No, just, no, yeah, I can because um, yeah, we're going to help somebody else. Right. <laughs> somebody else who's doing great work about tax planning. Sounds fun, huh? Yeah, always. Get up nope, in the morning. Want nope, to talk about nope, tax planning? Nope, 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 no tax planning. Nope. You're going to impress uh, people. We're going to lose our audience. <laughs> this is Tom good stuff. Tom is turning the audience off with one. I'm sorry, uh, because a week from today, the 21st of January at nine o'clock Pacific Standard Time, our friend Diana Bacon is going to do a class as part of the Women's Financial Independence work that they do a monthly class. It's going to be a good one. In I don't like the title, Income Tax Planning. I hate the two. It needs to be like how to save money on your tax, something yeah. a little sexier. But anyway, it's open to everyone. How your tax, the deductions, everything you need to Wait understand how to build your return. It's not just open to women, but it's the women's investing it's, thing. It's, it's open to everyone. It says right. it right here. Okay. So you can you can go to appellawealth.com, click on events. It's right there. Appella Wealth. So you'll learn something. I guarantee it. Diana is she's a CPA and a CFP. Incredibly knowledgeable. So so yeah, take advantage a, of that. Absolute money back guarantee. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Comes right out of Don's back. paycheck. You exactly. get it. All right. You want another question? Absolutely. All right. Here we go. Hey, I uh, I've heard you say several times that small cap stocks were down three and a half percent last year, but I don't believe I've ever heard you mention the name of the ETF or the mutual fund from which that uh, performance number was drawn. So maybe you said it, but it wasn't tied directly to the 3.5% suggestion. A friend of mine and I were discussing this the other day, and I mentioned that, and he said, what what uh, fund or mutual fund are you talking about? And I couldn't answer his question. Could you... Uh, could you... Uh, Revisit that statistic and offer the uh, details. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Um, just see here, three percent, Tom. I'm yeah, that was the asset at the end of the year. The oh, U.S. small cap value index was down. I'm I'm going to go back and try to get the um, get a ticker that had a similar performance. Remember, that's a, a bigger picture. Uh, it, okay, maybe another way. It's hard to go buy that without small cap, small cap value. value. That's right. So I'm just looking up a ticker here for small cap value index. So I mean, and see if I can give. I mean, but if you are going to go buy that, I would go buy AVUV. I don't know what the it's that the, actual the Vanguard was. small cap value is VS VISVX. That's the fund. There you go. That's and what I was VISVX um, actually lost. Hmm, that's curious. Uh, one year loss was four point seven seven. I'm trying to pull up the Morningstar that through the end of the year, just as of now. That's as of now. Through yeah. the end so, of the year, yeah, it was, was a nine percent loss. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, I. Uh, you probably got that from IFA, right? I did. Yeah, I just look at their in. They have a page of indexes. You can go look at all of them and see the performance uh, daily if you want, which I don't recommend. But so I mean, that rep, Vanguard fund probably represents it fairly well. But I would believe AVUV would represent that even better. Yeah, it was about four percent over the past year. There you go. Yeah. 
Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey, got some great hey, news. Hey, great hey, news. hey, hey, yeah. retirement. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, hey, hey, oh. I'm retirement. You're just the guy over there. Okay. Retirement here again, inviting I you to come again. meet me. I yeah. want you to come meet me at our little thing that we call Meet Retirement. Oh, wait, no. We call it Retire Meet. There, there you go, Tommy. You can talk now. And that is coming up Saturday, the February the February February twenty fifth, live in Bellevue. Yeah, yeah. Early bird tickets on sale now at retiremeet.com or online. And you can meet Mr. Retire Me promises to shave, maybe brush his teeth, and he'll dress appropriately. Appropriately at retiremeet.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.